Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. You know, Vince, you've been making me crazy lately. I'd just like to give you a big hooray, Tom. Yeah, yeah. you know, some could say you've been Jamaican me crazy. Oh, God. I can't even do... I can't even continue. What are we drinking, Tom? Well, we are drinking Jamaica's most famous uh, export, at least in this country, Red Stripe. Hooray Hooray Beer! beer. (laughs) That's right. You know the slogan. You know the ad campaign. But do you know much about the beer, Vince? I didn't know anything about it, and... We may have some news that will shock you coming up right after these messages. <laughs> but first, give us a quick rundown of just the beer itself. If for some reason you don't know Red Stripe, here it is. It is a brewed. Technically, its origin is Jamaica. We'll get into some of that earlier. We're looking at a little lager here. They describe it as a Jamaican lager beer, which is fine. 4.7% alcohol by volume. Red Stripe is a refreshing lager beer. It's the beer in the little stubby bottle from an island with a big spirit. Crack open an ice-cold red stripe with friends and enjoy the good vibes. That's how they describe it. Brewery is technically Dano. Dano and Gettys. Dano and Gettys. Yes, and they are owned by Diageo, the large... um, Australian, right? The other large multi-conglomerate alcohol company. Yep. And... Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that they don't give a ton in the description because this is a very fascinating history with, with Red Stripe. And as Vince alluded to, the brand was started by a man named Kyle Todd, who is not Jamaican. <laughs> Kyle Todd sounds like sounds like the kid in third grade Little League who's like a foot taller than everybody, but he was really only 5'5". Five five. And he just stopped growing after that. Yeah, he had like five o'clock shadow in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, his, his boy, we, he was like, thanks, Mrs. B. <laughs> we, we had some kids like that. They sold the company to British investors after facing financial troubles. Apparently, they weren't ready for this beer uh, at that time. And the investors who bought it were, were Brits who were living on the island of Jamaica. So... They brewed it under license from the United Kingdom, um, and like we mentioned, Dano and Gettys were in charge of that from for many, many years. And in 1985, they imported it back to the United States. So, and who imported it? <laughs> Kyle Todd. None other than Kyle Todd, still <laughs> involved, hung around. <laughs> yeah, and you know, initially. It didn't do well here. They tried to mimic the success of Heineken by putting it in green 12-ounce bottles. That's really weird to think about now. Yeah. And they were they were just not used to it. Uh, American consumers, uh, when they went to Jamaica, they really enjoyed it there. And they were like, well, why don't we just make it look like it is on the island? So That's fair. Then they started doing that. It really took off in like the late... 80s or early 1990s, um, you know, the popularity of reggae and the dance hall culture in Jamaica was was a big part of that. Um, Red Stripe, obviously synonymous with the country of Jamaica. We'll get into some of the things that they did there, but 
it's that red stubby bottle, that signature red stripe that have uh, kept this in the public consciousness for many decades now. And, you know, I was just shocked to learn that it didn't actually originate in Jamaica. And not only that, it originated in Galena, which is what, like two and a half hours from here? <laughs> I've, I've been through Galena and it, there's not a lot going on there. It's a hot location for a girls weekend is what I hear. It sure is, yeah. Well, Vince, why don't we... Yeah, this crack clock's got to be up there. Yeah, we're going to pop this stubby bottle and cheers. Cheers. Oh, come on. There we go. Cheers, Vince. Cheers. Hooray, beer! beer. Yep, that's solid. Oh, I don't like it. Not a fan? No. What's not sitting well Um, with you? I don't know yet. I need to take another sip here, but that first sip was not ideal. You know, one of the problems, uh, at least as it relates to our shows, they didn't give any real like description of the ingredients. It's just known as a lager. It's a, in Jamaica. It's very like stereotypical Jamaican. Like, don't worry about it. Don't worry. <laughs> Be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Interesting footnote too. So. In 2015, this was the first year that Red Stripe beer export volume exceeded domestic volume in consumption. Oh, wow. So that tells me that maybe Jamaicans aren't as keen on Red Stripe as we have been led to believe. Anymore. Well, I don't know about that. Jamaica is not, it can't have a huge population, right? It's not a big country. That's true. Um, but I'm just thinking that if for 60 plus years, there was more you know, staying in-house versus going out. Now it's the opposite. I'm just not sure. Yeah, all right. So as I'm taking another sip, it's normalizing a little bit, but it's still just kind of like that swilly is the best way I can describe it. It's not quality beer, but it's also like, it's not It's not what I'm used to when I'm drinking this kind of mass-produced beer, if that makes sense. It's not like the Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller yeah. Light. No, it's because it's not, it's not really like overly foamy. Also, I read that they've recently just started putting it in cans. Like for yeah. a while, it was only available in bottles. So they're, I guess they're trying to get into that game. But I, I want to talk first just about the yeah. the marketing of this because, yeah, as we talked about before we got on Mike, this was one of the more most famous beer ads of our childhood. It was the first one that made sense to me, like as yeah. a young eight or nine year old or whenever they started doing that you know you're watching this and you're seeing all of these hyper sexualized beer ads which we've had a conversation about and like you know that you like it but you still aren't sure why and you also don't know what they're fighting about right like for example the best one i can describe is like the two women who are basically having a mud fight in bikini over whether miller light is better because it has great taste right. or it's less filling. And I'm like, I don't understand that at all. But this this Jamaican dude with a sash goes, red stripe, hooray, <laughs> beer. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I get that. That yeah, makes seemed, sense to my infantile brain. It seemed like fun. It was uh, it was very easy going. It was catchy. I mean, it's a catchy slogan, hooray, beer. It's simple. Right. And I think this is sort of how we've always been like presented – as Americans, at least, what Jamaica is like. This carefree, yeah. easygoing country. Just come here, relax. We'll show you a good time. We'll get you high. You know, that's kind of 
that's kind of how it's pre- presented. But yeah. um, if you know anything about the history of Jamaica, it's far from a smooth ride throughout. I mean, they've only been an independent nation since 1962. Jeez. So, you know, relatively young country. And I think that, from my understanding, there's two Jamaicas. There's the Jamaicas. There's the Jamaica that, like, nice people see at resorts. And then there's, like, the Jamaica. J- real Jamaica. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I am, I'm part of this. When I, when I was a kid, we went to Jamaica. And I was, like, six or seven years old. We stayed at a really nice resort. We had like a, a live-in maid and a nanny. Wow! And yeah, it was it was called the FDR Resort, the, the Franklin Delano Roosevelt <laughs> okay, Resort. Yeah. And it was I remember having a great time. Like we we would go to the pool, we would go to the beach. We threw my brother like a beach party. It was his birthday, and they like had a tire swing and cake and all this shit. Wow! Um, and they had like talent shows at night. There weren't a lot of talent. In the shows, but it was just kids doing stuff. Yeah. Um, I went snorkeling. Like, I have very positive memories of Jamaica. And, like, years later, I remember telling my dad, like, what was it like as an adult on that trip? He's like, well, getting into the resort was a little sketchy. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, once you're there, it's fine. Um, And also, I didn't realize this at the time, but the reason all the nannies were there was because, like, basically the parents said, here... Here's our children for the day. We're going to go get <laughs> drunk and do stuff that we want to do. It's a classic island-type getaway. I think a lot of right. those Caribbean islands have that issue where, you know, they're only recently independent and there is a fair amount of poverty going on there. But also there's this thin veneer of tourism on top of it. Right. So... I don't think that's surprising at all. I I would like to discuss one of Jamaica's most popular exports, which is their sprinters. Yeah. I mean, Usain Bolt. It's like for <laughs> years, that's what they were known for. Right? Yeah. You turn on the Olympics and the Jamaican sprint team was just excellent. They were fantastic always. And then like I think Asafa Powell was, and I don't know if I'm saying his first name right, was there first, and then Bolt obviously took it to the next level. Yeah, Usain Bolt has what is still my all-time favorite Twitter bio ever, which is just simply, I am the greatest athlete who has ever lived. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, so you went back, you did the research on this, no one's ever been better? And I know he is, in our lifetime, he is one of the greatest athletes ever, but it's just like, that's how confident that guy is. Uh, Wouldn't you be if you ran that fast? Yeah, three gold medals in a row in the 100-meter dash, which he for broke. like some context, that would be like winning MVP of the NBA like in 25-year increments. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. pretty nuts, yeah. I, truthfully, the biggest thing for me is that he smashed the world record in the 100, and he pulled up at the end. Right, like, he was showboating. He's, he's that incredibly fast, and that's... I think that's cool. I think learning the story about that is awesome. Obviously, there's something more Disney-fied that is famous from Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Interesting note here, I see that Red Stripe sponsors the Jamaican bobsled team. I think the timing of, of Red Stripe's ascendance in that movie is almost identical, like based on the research we did. Yeah. And... 
again, it just sort of perpetuates this stereotype that uh, that American culture has had, where we just like think of Jamaicans as these like happy-go-lucky, carefree people, and it was like to us absurd that they would want to like have an Olympic bobsled team. But from what I know, they actually have one of the better bobsled teams. Well, what like I mean, if you think about people who end up going to bobsled I, the best example i have is sam mcguffey i know him because he's <laughs> like a five-star michigan running back recruit guy was fast as heck youtube legend yeah and like very athletic and then he is now a like mediocre bobsledder you know like so yeah there is quite a didn't bit he try ufc for a while too dude probably he that highlight tape is still one of the best though i hate this beer I can't hold it in any longer. Like, I just can't. I don't like it at all. There's no re- nothing redeeming about it. And it really speaks to me. The The thing that I keep coming back to is like, don't worry. Be happy. It's like, yeah, don't worry. Like, this beer is not great. Don't worry. Be happy. Well, I'd love to be happy. But this beer is, it's not for me. Yeah, I am not having as strong of a reaction as you. But I will also say, like, there's nothing noteworthy about this beer. It's, it's pretty bleh. Like... If you were if you didn't know this was a beer, you might think this was like watered down iced tea. There's almost no carbonation to speak of. I think in a way you could say oh. that Oh, what are you doing? I was, I was checking. There is there is carbonation, but I shook it up and it did not explode. Yeah, I was worried that my eye was gonna get popped up for a second. <laughs> There's a little carbonation too. It's just like it's just water at this point, which is we shouldn't be disappointed. Right, this is mass-produced beer on a global scale, just like many of the other ones we've had. I, I know that I've had Red Stripe before, but I've only done it as a novelty. I've never like said, I'm going to have Red Stripe tonight because I really want it. It was always like, what the hell? Let's try Red Stripe. I think Dude, it's like the third time I've done that. Red Stripe is like going to... Drinking Red Stripe is like going to Disney World for the roller coasters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, be an adult. Go to Cedar Point. Go to Six Flags. Go somewhere that's actually going to thrill you. Yeah. Don't go to It's a Small World and then get off and be like, "What?" Well, I mean, shame on me. This is what I'm doing. I went to It's a Small World and I'm like, that sucked. That was boring. That well, didn't throw me at all. Well, why don't we take a journey from the stubby bottle into the glass? I don't know if it's going to change any opinions here, but I don't think so. we are going to give it a try. This is one of the most like translucent beers I've ever seen. Like. This literally looks almost like water. Yeah, it, there's there's almost no color to it. I don't have a lot of good things to say about this. And I'd love to have some good things to say about it. I really would because that is such an impactful commercial. But it, it's like, to me, looking back on it, you know, you see something so simple that you're like, that's amazing. Yeah. Somebody's brilliant. But in reality, maybe it's just we didn't have the budget. This is the best we could do. You don't think about that because you assume, oh, Red Stripe, national advertising spot. Of course, a ton of money and thought went into this. Maybe it didn't. Well, let's talk about things that were marketed as a quality product. That's the thing is I don't even think they marketed it as quality. Well, I mean, they certainly got your attention. They got our attention at a young age. And but again, they got sort of assume, a nine-year-old's attention. Yeah, but like, what are what are examples of things that can be, you know, movies, television, even music, where like, they it's mass-marketed and you kind of just assume that it's accurately depicting, I guess in this case, a, an entire culture. 
And then when you actually try it, you're like, this is nothing like I thought it would be. Well, I don't know. I think like we're, I'm going to go backwards and just stick to like the misleading. I'm so angry about how much I dislike this, truthfully. I really, I came in ready to enjoy it and I've never been more 180 in my life, but I want to stick to, I'm going to go with things that I saw the trailer where I was like, yeah, this will be great. And it's that dumb freaking Pacific Rim movie. <laughs> I saw that trailer. I was like, this will be awesome. Yeah. This will be epic. How could it not be? It's got Idris Elba in it. It's got Charlie Hunnam. There's gigantic robots fighting gigantic monsters. Like, this will be epic. And then I got there. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. None of it makes sense. Charlie Hunnam sucks. And even Idris Elba can't even save this thing. He's phoning it in. Well, I got another Idris Elba thing that uh, disappointed me. Uh, Prometheus. Oh, yeah. That's another one. That was such a good trailer. Like, I remember being absolutely hyped for that trailer and hyped for the movie. And the movie was just... It just wasn't good. I mean, it wasn't terrible. But it wasn't something that, like... I was expecting it to rock my world. Yes. And it turns out they just put all the good shit... Into the trailer. Ugh. And that that was that. Um, it's not better out of the glass. You know what way. else You know what else I want to say, too? And I say this. I used to be a, a pretty big Bob Marley fan as a kid. Yeah. I feel like Bob Marley marketing has, like, surpassed the, the stuff that he actually did. Like, a lot of people don't actually know what his music is like other than a couple songs or what he was like. There's a three-hour documentary... Directed by Martin Scorsese that I watched, that was basically like, yeah, Bob Marley was kind of a dick. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and there's stuff that you learn about him that explains a lot about his personality, like the fact that he was half white. I don't think a lot of people realize that. No, I didn't know that. And he was constantly like cheating on his girlfriends or wives or whatever, which that's not that uncommon, but... Yeah, I mean, don't worry, be happy. Yeah, right. It's like a very college dorm poster thing to be like, I've got a Bob Marley mosaic in my dorm room, but I don't know anything about him. I just know that it's like a cool thing to have. It's it's the same illness that infects everyone who has like a Che Guevara right. t-shirt or poster. You're like, Do you, yeah. are you sure you've done the research? You know what you're, what you're supporting here? <laughs> No, I just know that it looks good on a poster. <laughs> and it makes me like it right. makes me edgy. Ah. I think that I think you could just say as a general like through line that this is the type of marketing ploys that work on young people. Like they you just get like surface level details and a vibe and eventually you're like, "Oh, well that must be good." Like I'm very impressionable and I don't even naive. think it's young people. I think it's just people in general like We've started to enter this era where we've realized the less we tell people, the more they want to know, and the more they'll just assume that there's more. I think I finally figured it out. We're only 20 minutes in, but is this beer Firefest? Maybe. <laughs> I think it I, I think thought Firefest was awesome. I just looked at all of the like ticket prices. I was like, damn, I'll never be able you to You almost got sucked it. into Firefest? I thought it was awesome, dude. I just was knew I would never spend that much money on on a ticket just based on what we're saying like glitzy marketing they did they did all the right stuff in terms of getting people's interest they even got people there and then when people showed up it was a fucking train wreck 
And now there's a documentary about it. So I want to say, I want to go like, there was a lot of glitz and glamour on that. And there's not a lot of glitz here. It's pretty simple. I want to say that this is like, almost like a Tootsie Roll of beers, except for the fact that like a Tootsie Roll is really tasty. It's very good. But like Tootsie Roll has done almost no advertising in my lifetime. And yet everyone I know has had a Tootsie Roll. Like, and if you ask, I've done this. I've gone around and been like, you've had a Tootsie Roll, right? Yes. And like, have you ever paid for a Tootsie Roll? The answer is like 95% no, unless you've purchased Tootsie Rolls to give out as candy. Yeah, I don't even see it at stores. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is that are they the same people that do like the Tootsie Pops? Like how yeah. many licks? Because I, I was going to say, company. the only commercial I've seen was like whatever they made in the seventies with the owl. That yes. Was like, how many licks does it take? One, two. <laughs> like unreal. That's that's an interesting. I haven't thought about Tootsie Rolls in a long time. That's is that the most disgusting looking candy that tastes decent? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I like, is there it. any other candy that's like this? Looks like little pieces of shit, but you're gonna actually eat it and enjoy it. <laughs> Snickers, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like <laughs> Baby Ruth. <laughs> baby, yeah, Baby Ruth with the peanuts. I I can't imagine being like on the marketing team. At Baby Ruth when Caddyshack came out. Like, that had to just set their brand back, like, 10 years. That must have just been so bad. It undid everything that the Sandlot did for them. (laughs) Those are in opposite directions, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because Sandlot came out... After that, yeah, so I guess so they revived it. Sam out there, like, thank God, we're back. Yeah. Well, Vince, I don't want to uh, delay this anymore. Um, I'm gonna give this a score. I'm gonna give this a two point five. It's definitely not the worst beer we've had. It's just, it's nothing special. I would only drink it if I was like had no other option, and you know, I'm I'm disappointed for sure. Yeah, yeah, disappointment. That's about it. I feel like. I just had the number two draft pick in the 2005 NBA draft, and I chose Darko Milicic instead of five surefire Hall of Famers. I'm pretty upset. It's the 03 draft, by the way. 03. What? I'm so upset I can't even remember the number. You, I think uh, for a, a newer reference, this might be the Anthony Bennett of, uh, of beers. Except I don't think anyone was excited about <laughs> Anthony Bennett. Maybe maybe Dan Gilbert was, but that guy gets excited about yeah. waking up in the morning. What what score are you settling on? I'm going 1.75. I, I'm just disappointed. I'm bitter, and I don't I don't like the way that this tasted or it made me feel. All in all, I feel like I wasted my time. <laughs> well, I don't think Red Stripe's going to be sponsoring us anytime soon, but I agree. Uh, still enjoyed those commercials, but yeah, didn't enjoy this beer. But I still enjoyed yeah. hanging out with you, Vince, as usual. And I enjoyed hanging out with you, too. Maybe we'll hang out sometime in Jamaica, and we'll try some of these, and they'll taste a lot better on the beach. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. But if you enjoyed our content, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a follow on social media. Um, but until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes full cans must booze we'll see you later dude it's honestly like it, it looks like swamp water